No, I'm a cook. Chefs ain't got tattoos. Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. My name is Chris Pullman. I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this week we will be concluding the Snap Snap Your Judgment uh, uh, two-part episode with uh, Season 10, Episode 9, according to us, 8, according to the DVD Snap Your Judgment, and Season 10, Episode 10, Twas the Day After Christmas. So... Yeah. yeah, we're just going on with the Polaroid missing, mm-hmm. just a, a, a brief, you know, going over. Klinger is accused of stealing it with lots of um, damaging proof that he took the camera. Mm-hmm. The MPs are after him. He is actually going to court to, um, in this episode. Yeah, court-martial. To get... Yeah, and things do not look good for him. No. Um, Win- Winchester offers to be his lawyer because, you know, Winchesters never lose, and it's really all about that, win or mm-hmm. lose, for Winchester, and he's positive he can get him off. Um, you'll find out what happens there. Yep. And, oops. Spoiler, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Well, it's almost not good. The father, Mulcahy, was doing Klinger's job. I think that's a little bit hilarious because he seems... Father Mulcahy just likes to work. He doesn't care what he has to do, as you'll see in the next episode, in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's like... He's a rare character Mm -hmm. because he's the type that makes a positive situation... Out of everything. Out of everything. Yeah. And I like to see that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think not all priests are that way. Just oh. Father Mulcahy. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. He's a he's a unique human being. He is a unique human be- being. Yeah. He looks at the positive side of things in life. And mm-hmm. um, so, anyway, CID is investigating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bad time for Klinger. Yeah. That's a mild um, way of putting it. You see him leaving with, there's Charles and Hawkeye and BJ, and Potter really wants to go, but someone has to be left there mm-hmm. in case there is, you know, fighting. It is a war. Yeah, three of the surgeons are leaving. Right. So, um, he has to stay back, but he had written up a deposition, mm-hmm. which apparently everyone writes. Yeah, that, <laughs> not only, yes, sir, that was read. However, so was deposition from three supply clerks. The, what was it, like the doorman at the hotel in Seoul. I mean, like, they had a bunch like, of people. and That just... wrote depositions against Klinger. Mm-hmm. So, either you love him or you don't. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it might not even have been that they were against Klinger. It's just that they were telling the truth. And right. I mean, like... And he is a shyster. Like, he can... He can be the best of, you have to trade this for that, and yeah. he knows what the worth is. Yeah, you know, it. Father Mulcahy in this episode explains, in what was going to be his deposition, how he needed Bibles, 18, 18 Bibles. Bibles. And 
he didn't know how to get them with a reasonable price. And sure enough, a few days later, Klinger shows up with 18 new Bibles. He got them donated by Soul Plaza Hotel. <laughs> they weren't donated. No. <laughs> Which you find out at the end of this episode when, you know, the MPs come to get them. Yeah. So, um, you know, it... Klinger does what Klinger needs to do in a war zone. It's just that in this particular case, that's not helpful. <laughs> I am wondering one thing, though, because mm. as you saw in the last episode, and we yeah. talked about Margaret tried to get this big picture because they have the Polaroid camera, yeah. and they want a big picture of everyone in camp. Mm -hmm. And so you see her organizing it again in this episode, but you At never actually yeah. see the photo taken. being taken yeah. because something always interrupts. So I wonder if they, they ever got the photo. Probably not. <laughs> well, okay, so you, as you're saying that, another thought comes up in my mind. Cool, great, you have one Polaroid. And? There's how many people? It's not like you can make photo negatives of that. <laughs> you have one. Good for you. Maybe Potter could do a drawing off of that yeah. Polaroid. But you can't. You can't very well who gets make it? copies. Yeah. Yeah, who gets I don't, the Polaroid? I don't, yeah. It's a whole different world. Like, now everything's digital. You don't... Well, even... I'll go ahead and say, even with a normal camera, because we see this when uh, MacArthur is going to, like, stop by camp. When they're taking a group photo and Hawkeye's holding the camera. All right, everyone move to your right. All right, now take two steps to your left. <laughs> Okay, now take one step to your... And then he finally takes the picture. At least there you have a negative where you could just keep... Making copies of yeah. the negative. But you can't... As far as I know, you can't do that with a Polaroid. It's a... Done. That's the whole point. Right. It. <laughs> it's done. You don't get a negative. No. It just prints. But, um... So hopefully they take two, at least one to Hawkeye. <laughs> I don't know. For the original owners of the camera, except that then they gave it to Klinger, Klinger. at the end. Because he did legitimately buy it back. He $80. spent his own money. Or was it 60 It was, it, it up was, being 60? I think it was 55 Because I know they said 100 But then I the dude, from, the, the yeah, dude, and then they, he they, talked, um, the dude down... Like, I only have 50, 60, 55, deal. I think it was either 60 or 55. God, I wrote it down in last week's notes. But, but I thought they said, like, 40, and I, I know it was over 50. Yeah, it said, was over 50. I was thinking he said it was, 60. Because he said, it. I only have 50, and then he ended up going 60, higher. Yes. But that, again, it goes to the fact that in his new role, Klinger has to be this guy. He has to and be able to actually, he does swindle. that better than radar. I mean, radar mm. was good at it. Like he depended but, on Sparky, I think. Where yeah. I think Klinger is the Sparky of the new group. Yeah, I no, I, I think the fact is that you have Radar, who is just too innocent, right, to really wheel and deal. Like he can, but I'm pretty sure that he never got the best deal. Right. Whereas I'm pretty sure that Klinger. Klinger not only gets the best deal, he sets the tone. Yeah. He, I think. Yeah. I think, you know, at this point in the series, he, like you say, you know, he, he's the one. Yes. You, I can't say it any better than you did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
but yeah, that comes back to bite him in this one because then in um in the court martial, the which by the way, like I said to you, I think the court martial scene was very well done. I thought so too. Because it seemed very well, like stick to the facts. Yeah. Just answer the questions. The, I don't want to hear any more. Yeah. The prosecutor was holding his witnesses to the answers that he expected. And I'll tell you, Winchester walked in with this look on his face like, I got this beat. This is just some young, stupid little kid. Yeah. But the kid knew what he was doing. Well, because Winchester outright said, I view lawyers as failed med students. (laughs) They couldn't get into med school. No, no. They're at the same level of professionalism as you, sir. And I think you're getting a schooling in that right now. I will tell you, I was on... I always get picked for jury duty. I don't know if it's my face or what, but Mm. they seem to love me in juries. Because every time I get jury duty, I get picked. And I'll tell you, they are shysters. Mm -hmm. Like, they seriously play the judge all the time. Like, they do things they're not supposed to do on purpose and then get you scolded. Mm -hmm. You know you're not supposed to do that. Well... Mm-hmm. It's terrible. I could not be that person. Like yeah. you have to be that kind of person, like a little bit mm-hmm. conniving and a little bit yeah. um, above the law. Yeah, I could see that. But no, I, I'm sure that one of the things that we see in some of those sort of trial movies, where somebody, where, where somebody will object or say something out of order, they know it's going to get thrown out. But now it's in the mind of the jury. Exactly. I'd... Like like the, the lawyer for my case showed mm-hmm. a picture quick. Everyone, take a look at this picture. And then mm-hmm. the judge said, I need to see the picture first. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. And he held it like this as he walked it to the judge. Yeah. I'm holding it up. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and so we all saw it. It was mm-hmm. in our minds. And he dismissed it and said, mm-hmm. you know, don't let that go. Well. I'm sorry, it's in my brain. <laughs> the jury I, is instructed to... To forget that picture. It, it was yeah. not allowed to be used in for as evidence. And I'm like, yeah, right. It's well, already there. That was a good move on mm-hmm. that lawyer's point. He just wanted yeah. to get that picture in mm-hmm. the head. It was but, a messy place. He was yeah. letting it know. But, you know, the, the fact being in this case, that guy didn't... The, who was it, Captain Collins? Yeah, he didn't need to do all that. No, because Winchester was inept. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rollins. I think they have a... Okay, on the MASH wiki, it was Lieutenant Rollins, but I'm pretty sure on his epaulets, he had Captain's Bars. Okay. I can't be sure. I know either, he had that big O, because I wondered either, what that was. Well, that's of, that's yeah. just um, HQ Command that's Company. That's sad, but... But, was, yeah. I didn't see that on anyone mm. else's ever uniform. Yeah. That was my first time, and then it was all over the walls, mm. too. Mm-hmm. So I thought yeah. that was weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Rollins was either a first lieutenant or a captain. But yeah, you know, it, Winchester just was not prepared for this. I mean, Rollins at one point um, make, makes a statement to the president of the um, court-martial board about Klinger and his testimony, and it was a Latin phrase that I didn't catch. But then Winchester stands up in objection, <laughs> and he's looking for something to say and then he finally pulls out a latin phrase and um the the yeah uh, i'm not Rollins, familiar with this yeah and the president says i am major i want you to explain to everyone here exactly what that means and what was it 
Uh, one aspirin a day. Aspirin three, three times day. daily. Okay. But so the uh, the lawyer or the judge must have been a doctor. Mm-hmm. So, or at least spoken Latin well or, enough to... Because what Winchester said was in Latin, too. But, he um, just wanted to look smart. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Winchester does. He yeah, was, because and, he... He was doing horribly. He was. And then he's like, "How are you going to let me know how I'm doing? I mean, he's doing... <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end, what was Winchester's closing argument? While you may jail an innocent man, and it would be a slight injustice, think of me. <laughs> Don't let me lose. A Winchester <laughs> has never lost an argument, much less a case. And the first thing when they found the other guy, the MP actually is the one who was stealing, mm-hmm. and they brought him in, and Winchester's like, yep, I won. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at the 477th, one of their MPs was stealing from people while OR was going on. And so they say, staged a phony one, BJ and Hawkeye camped out, where apparently they found all the stolen stuff to wait for the person to show up. And then they took Polaroids, and busted into the courtroom and showed the judge and all is right with the world. And the judge said, you know, I was just about to court-martial you. He you was know? about to convict Klinger, Klinger of stealing and give him uh, uh, hard labor and all that. And rightfully so, because all the evidence did point in that oh, direction. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. look, <laughs> Corporal, are you aware that this camera is stolen? Yes! I reported it! <laughs> Well, this was reported by a Max- Maxwell Q. Klinger. I'm Maxwell Q. Klinger. Like, he knew everything. Mm-hmm. And then when Rosie said that about Little Chicago. Oh, goodness, yeah. And, I mean, everything. He was the only one that left a war to mm-hmm. be able to do it. I would have thought he was guilty. Yeah. No. There was no evidence to prove that he was innocent. But and a lot of circumstantial evidence to prove that he was guilty. guilty. Yeah. Right. I agree. So, you know, it was just like a, an extension of last week. So it was. You got most of it, but, mm-hmm. you know, you needed the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Love the ending. Do tell. <laughs> when the MPs come and ask Mulcahy for... Um, about the Bibles. <laughs> about the stolen Bibles. And Klinger just kind of, you see his eyes, and he just like hightails it out of there he's like oh no this mm-hmm. one i really did do <laughs> yeah um, because they are getting down on people a little bit more it's getting towards the end of the war there's more stealing they really need to buckle down because mm-hmm. well and like i mentioned last time i think it, it's easier because now you have more permanent emplacements right like exactly the, the four double seventh if this is truly toward the end of the war um they wouldn't have moved as much and you can't be having this many, you know, thefts. Thefts. Yeah, everything from penicillin to personal property. I mean, what what did Hawkeye and BJ do to try and catch the stealer? They talked about um, Winchester's recorder mm-hmm. and how much it was worth, and mm-hmm. it was. And they took it. They bought. They. But they had to wait till it was in OR. They actually did it with the intent of watching it all the time. Yeah. But what they didn't realize is they had to be in OR, mm-hmm. which they realized during that court case. Yeah. So 
then they had to stage an OR. Yeah. You know. Which which I love the fact that clearly Charles wasn't in on that scam. Right. But Potter must have been. Why? Because they staged an OR. Oh, so he would have had to go also? I'm Well, the whole camp was... Oh, yeah. They all would have had to go wash up and... Yeah. So I'm guessing that Potter would have been the one to order it. You know? Because he would have wanted to know why all of a sudden they were all in OR no with are. no patients. So Potter had to have been part of that. Almost you the know. whole camp. But they couldn't have let too many people in on it. Because yeah. then they wouldn't have... My, my guess is that Potter said, okay, this is like a, a practice or something. Okay. But again, I still think Potter would have had to have been in on uh, it for that. He would have had to, yeah. Yeah. Because even a practice like, okay, we haven't had patients in a while, let's... Let's go over... Everything and actually... And you could have let anyone in on it that's in OR because mm -hmm. you know that they couldn't Leave. be part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But So it had to be mm -hmm. someone else. And it was. It was MPs. It was an MP. Specifically, uh... Snicker. <laughs> crooked MP. What would... I don't... Slater. Slater? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, um, but they brought him in, they brought in the, the, the Polaroids, and Klinger was free. So, anything else about this episode? I uh, know. No? Okay. I'm sorry, Slater was the guy with the thyroid condition. Oh, the next, next episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, no, it wasn't. Okay. I did write the guy's name down, but I don't know where I put it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um... So guest stars, we have Peter Hobbs as Colonel Drake, the president of the um, court-martial board, Jack Blessing as Lieutenant Rollins, uh, Jim Bake, B-O-E-K-E, Boke, Bake, as MP, and Monty Bain as the Crooked MP. Uh, the production code for this episode was 1G05. Writer was Paul Perlow, director was High Averback, and originally aired December 14th, 1981. Alright, next, the day, uh, was the day after Christmas. Alright, so basically, this can be summed up with, what is the day after Christmas in the British Empire? Boxing Day. Boxing Day, rare. You put on your gloves? So close. Um... <laughs> As Charles puts it, it's a British tradition for the masters and the servants of the house to switch places for a day. And in uh, terms of British armed forces, the officers and enlisted personnel switch places. And um, since morale was low, since apparently it's now Christmas instead of summer, um, Potter thought this was a great idea, and so they switched places. And all the main cast becomes enlisted personnel for a day under other enlisted personnel that we know and we just we, we kind of watch what happens and um you know when push comes to shove like hawkeye is still taking care of a patient potter is still colonel but for all the non-life critical instances um there are other Winchester people in charge. Oh yes, he did absolutely. <laughs> but like we have uh, Nurse Kelly, who's now head nurse. Uh huh. Uh, Klinger is now a colonel. And um. Oh, I have it here. 
I, I think I'm just trying to think of people who went up instead of down. I think that's really it, because everyone else went down underneath somebody else. Yeah, because so. Winchester was under the cook, and mm -hmm. Honeycutt and Margaret were in KP. Mm-hmm. Um, under Pierce Igor. And Father Mulcahy were under Nurse Kelly. As orderlies. orderlies. Mm -hmm. And that's where we see Father Mulcahy again, mm -hmm. singing as he's working, and, mm -hmm. and Hawkeye's yeah. like, just sing. No, like, yeah. Stop being so mm -hmm. happy, Father. You're annoying me. Yeah. And, and of course, Potter then switched with Klinger, Klinger. so he's the company clerk. Um, but yeah, basically we just watch as this proceeds through the day. Initially, um, Winchester, I will say, is the, the one who really has his no, uh, uh, nose in the sky, chin up, about, uh, oh, you don't, uh, what's the guy's name? Sergeant Salvatore Pernelli, the head cook. You don't know cuisine, and I have prepared... A menu. Yes, and... <laughs> The cook just says, okay then. You got 20 minutes to breakfast. They're going to want eggs. They're going to want oatmeal. How many eggs? Two, Two bags. bags. Go get them. They're over there. You expect me to hold those over here? Well, then... I'm not unreasonable. If you'd rather, you can take the stove to the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you're going to want four sacks of oats. Those are the big ones. Because he was having problems carrying the eggs. And the oats <laughs> were, like, way bigger than the eggs. It just, yeah, it was great. And, um, like you say, definitely having the worst side of things. You know, right after he made breakfast, then he's just, like, exhausted. And the, the Nap time. kitchen is a mess. I was planning on going back to the swamp. You haven't scoured the pots? <laughs> Cleaned up the stove or gotten ready yet. And this and was lunch is after he up. had to wipe his head because it yeah. was full of sweat. Yeah. So get scouring, private. And um, it's just. It was funny though because Winchester was the main one to complain about the food at the beginning. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens at, at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not complaining. No. And it just. I really think it was a good thing because you got to see all these people get a taste from the other side. I mean, um, you know, Colonel Potter is sitting there trying to do the daily reports and he's M A S Damn You're down to six dams a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty oh Seven. Yeah, you know, he's trying to type at the keyboard, but he has no um, secretarial experience, so he doesn't know how to type. And um, as he's typing away on Klinger's first day, he asks, Corporal, is this a normal day's work? You know? No. I would have to say no. I thought so. Because uh, normally I'd have to go get the hay for Sophie, and and he listed a bunch of get other things. Get roots for the Colonel's humidor. Thank you, Cor. Thank you, hey, Colonel. Colonel. <laughs> and do this, and do this. Thank you, Colonel. <laughs> and just, yeah, Potter didn't realize how much work Clinger's job really was, and you know, having, and those jobs are a lot of they work. They are, but you, <sighs> you, you get a system down. Right. I, I've been in that. I have too. In that position, a couple of those positions in my life. And yet you get a system down and so it's easier, but 
it is a lot of work, especially all at once. You know, things can pile up very but quickly. But you work hard to move up as boss. Like, yeah. he didn't start mm -hmm. out as Colonel Potter. No. No. He had to come up through the ranks and, mm -hmm. like, being a doctor, yeah, mm -hmm. it's... You have a lot of rest time. You have a lot of nap time. You have a lot of free mm. time. But when you work, you see 12, 15, 16 hour days mm -hmm. or, you know. And we see that, you know. Right. There's a point where after lunch, Winchester busts into the, the company clerk's office. Oh, my gosh. With uh, Sergeant Pernelli in tow. I refuse to work under this simpleton. Either he goes or I go. <laughs> Colonel Potter, ooh, this is a real toughie. <laughs> Colonel! And he goes to get Klinger, who yeah. I think deferred to um, Potter a lot more than he would have. Don't you think? I, You know, I agree with you, because at the beginning of the episode, we see Klinger make some very salient points when he's doing the duty roster. You know, he, he brings everybody in very early, and he points, yeah, he points out uh, Captains Pierce and Honeycutt. We all know what troublemakers you can be when you're together, so I'm going to split you up. So this is Klinger thinking things through. So he can do it, but he didn't even try. It was like he was afraid to make a decision because he deferred to, to um, Colonel Potter for every decision that needed to be made. You know, when, um, okay... There's a blizzard coming in from Seoul, so we're not going to get the gas. What do we do? And then, well, I, I think this is where I would turn to my company clerk for assistance. <laughs> no, you know. You can guess. But Potter gives him a list, and he goes off and does them. Does them. And, and um, Potter helped by burning all the daily reports he was supposed to mail in for yeah. <laughs> There's only one person in this whole camp who understands this cockamamie system. And he's been promoted. I just, I should just burn them all. He and then did. I would just have to. He didn't actually. Oh, I thought I saw no. him throwing them in. No, he just tossed oh. him into a file. Okay. If I burn them, then I would just have to fill out the form that says I burned burn. the daily reports. <laughs> I thought he burned them. No, okay. no, he didn't actually. I should actually. have paid better attention. <laughs> he just <laughs> threw them into a desk drawer, but that's when Winchester busted in. Yes, and it is. And I will have to say that, in my opinion, and you might disagree with me, but in my opinion, the interactions between Potter and, and Klinger and between Winchester and Pernelli are the best of the four sets. Oh, I do too, yeah. Because, like, in post-op, where you have Mulcahy and Pierce under Nurse Kelly, Kelly um, it, it's, it's not nearly as entertaining. Like, there you see uh, uh, something that Winchester pointed out at the outset, which was, we can't very well have um, a motor pool mechanic making life and death decisions for a patient. Well, they weren't, you know, it, right. when it came and down to it. Yeah. Yes, they were, like, changing the bed sheets and things, but when it came down to it, they saw the patients, and they were yeah. in there with the patients, so yeah. they were still being treated as doctor and priest. But mm -hmm. they did have to learn to change a yeah. bed sheet underneath the patient. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, and then... Oh my gosh, BJ almost sat or did sit on yeah. a bed they just made. And they're like, no, 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 no. I just made that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then same thing for um, Margaret and BJ. You know, they, 
we, we saw them do KP. Mm, yeah. Fine. Like, you saw some interesting interaction with and Igor, but... If they had more time, we would have seen more. Mm -hmm. But you had yeah. to only... There could only be room for so many. I agree. You know, if this had been an hour episode, I wouldn't have complained. Um, but yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you there. Because, yes, I think there would have been a lot more to hear out of Margaret oh, and yeah. BJ both in the chow line because like Igor says you think they're mad now wait until what? they get their food because <laughs> the food came out late you mm -hmm. know because Winchester you know wanted to change the menu well yeah. when you have a sack of eggs there's only way one way to make a sack of eggs <laughs> <Yeah>. hydrating <laughs> you pour um, water in the in the thing and then you the cook um, and then, you know, when they're taking the chicken wings out of the freezer because they had to cut the gas generator because they weren't getting gas. So they had to put them outside where it's mm. cold. Yeah, and Margaret. I bet they don't even think of us dog faces. <laughs> and there's a term you don't hear a whole lot, but I think no. it was used a lot more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I was, in, I, I thought it was cool to hear mm -hmm. her use that term. Yeah. Because that is what they called. Yeah. No, I've. I've when seen that in multiple, um... I watch White Christmas. They taught, they must mention dog faces, mm -hmm. like, four times during that show. So. And, um, yeah, in, um, The Pacific, the HBO miniseries, um, there, that's on a Marine, uh, uh, I'm not gonna say the right term, I think battalion, mm -hmm. but there's a, there's a, a sergeant, yeah, and the guy said, I spent four years in the doggies. Yeah, so yeah, it was so. cool to hear that term. Because mm -hmm. I, I don't think we say that anymore. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. I think it's probably disrespectful, but... Probably. <laughs> and well, then, and it depends if it's their term or not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> if it's their term, they can use the military, it. So. No, neither have I. And I don't think I could pay the price mentally to get that experience. Right. Yeah, I've... I'll one one of my Tracy. roommates. Yeah. One of my roommates in college is a Marine. I say is a Marine because he informed me you never stopped being a Marine, so I can't say was a Marine. Really? Yes. Uh, he was tip of the spear going into Iraq, and yeah, he shared a few things with me that he could about that experience, and just listening to him, it's like, yep, nope. Nope, don't want to <laughs> do it. Thank you very I'm much good. for doing that for us. But, I yeah. appreciate it. No, Here's I can't. you servicemen. Yeah, thank you. You know, thank you. For <laughs> serving. I, I never made I that choice, and I never had to... I never had to worry about that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I don't know where that term is. If they own it, if that's their own term, they might yeah, still use it. Let us know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, let us know what you think. What, what, yeah, if you, know, if you, know you are or were term? in the Army, especially enlisted, I think that would be more prevalent. Did, right. did you ever use that? Um, looking through my notes, trying to avoid dead air. Oh, and in this one we had a, a, a situation too and that's what we were talking about with Hawkeye, that he had to step up and be doctor. He had to leave his orderly position because Slater, that's where I got my Slater, um, a patient mm, yeah. had a high fever yep. and they couldn't figure out what to do. You know, did they miss something? That, you know, they had to helicopter him to the 21st but couldn't mm -hmm. that, oh, yeah oh, sorry. because the blizzard because the blizzard had grounded so it's all really choppers. cold outside mm -hmm. and um mm -hmm. so they couldn't move them they had to take care of the situation in house mm -hmm. and which um, he was um 
as all the doctors other than Charles who's in 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 the kitchen <laughs> doing dishes doing dishes as they're all sitting around uh, Slater there uh, I think it was BJ who said to Hawkeye what if while you were in there you set off a thyroid storm and Hawkeye feels around on the guy's neck on his on the right side of his neck down toward his shoulder and he goes there you go goiter uh, and um they mentioned setting up what was it a sodium Oh, no, that would... no, that would, yeah, but like a, a drip, um, I don't know if it was just IV, sodium, uh, sodium is in a IV drip, but, uh, isotonic saline. But they needed to keep getting fever down first, because yeah, he had 105, because, I think it said. Yeah, they knocked out an infection he had, but he was having a thyroid storm, uh, which was getting his temperature up, they had to get it down to operate on him. Uh, they they are getting OR ready. Clear kicks on the generator, and uh, who is it? Was it BJ in there, or just or just Father Mulcahy are in there cleaning? And uh, Margaret walks in and goes, "Why is it so hot in here?" And Mulcahy says, "Because it was so cold in here." No, Kelly said that because it's mm -hmm. so cold, didn't he? Mm -mm. Oh, I thought because Kelly in the mess tent afterward Kelly said I was in there working with Father Mulcahy and I never thought about the heat but right. when you walked in uh, Major it was the first thing you noticed so it must have been Margaret who said yeah, why Margaret, is it so hot, hot in, here? in here Yeah, and then they cut all the windows open which I didn't get yeah. because now there's infection coming in well but it's super to... cold there's not going to be anything right. that's surviving that I bet but at the very least, it's letting in all this cold air to try and cool him down. Because they had no ice, because they cut the gas for the freezers. And this is the, not the first time. I remember mm -hmm. other episodes where they're working in severe cold. Mm -hmm. And their fingers are burning because... Because they're freezing. They're freezing. Yeah. And I, I can't even imagine. Because when my hands freeze, I got Renault. So it's terrible. Mm -hmm. So I can't... I just can't imagine. Mm-hmm them working in those yeah. conditions where it's freezing. Like, I mean, I mean, they're working in a patient, so I don't know if their fingers would go numb, but if you lose that dexterity, you're useless yeah, you, to the patient. Right, exactly. But I but, guess it's warmer. You know, it's always warmer inside. <laughs> well, like we heard in the, the, the one, um, I don't remember the names of the episodes, but where the, the following will be presented in black and white, where it's like mm -hmm. the, the actual war footage episodes, and, um, Father Mulcahy, yeah, yeah, yep, Father Mulcahy is explaining when you see a surgeon cut into a body on a cold day and they warm their hands mm, over the steam escaping the open wound, how can you not see that? And how can you see that and not be changed? Um, I think this was just an extension of that, largely. Um, anything else about this? How was later? He's fine, but I have pneumonia. That was mm -hmm. <laughs> Hawkeye. So yeah. he, he was kind of saying how cold it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they all worked everything out with the Boxing Day. I think that's a cool idea. I just mm -hmm. always think I would yeah. like to do something like that, yeah. but nah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's good in thought, in theory, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. not in reality. Okay. Um, I did like how it ended when they said to Winchester, well, how are the pancakes today? Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, everybody's complaining, but he's like, nope. Nope, can... nope. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying a word. Mm -hmm. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a, few, a few notes from me. 
Um, two goofs from this episode. Oh. Uh, one, which I thought of at the time, too. When Klinger tells Potter you got the carbons in backwards, but that's okay, I could read them in the mirror. I mean, clearly having carbon paper in backwards wouldn't reverse, you know, the printing on, on the page. It would print it on the back of the page that was in front, rather than on the front of the page that was in back of the carbon. Exactly. But I, I, I guess I could see there where it would be backwards, but it's not like... It would, you could see it in the mirror. Yeah. Um, another mistake, when assigning new roles to each team member, Jamie Farr's Max Klinger refers to Kelly as Nurse Nakahara, oh, the actress's real-life last name, rather than her character name, Nurse okay. Yamato. So there's one thing. I hadn't realized that, but now thinking of it, that's... Uh, also, when Winchester busts into the company clerk's office and is saying, this gaff is over, he mentions... I'm done with this Kinderspiel. Uh, children's game. Kinderspiel ah. is a children's game. Kinder being children, so I wasn't yeah. sure what Spiel would be, but like, figuratively, it's child's play or piece of cake. I don't know why he used that there, because it seems to kind of not fit. <laughs> but he was, he was basically saying that this play, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, you had mentioned the only officer who doesn't complain about the workload is Padma Mulcahy. They mentioned that here, so you picked up on that. I didn't. Um, guest stars, recurring cast. We have Val Bisco Bisoglio as Sergeant Salvatore Pernelli, the cook. Ooh, I think oh. I forgot to mention that. My, my favorite line out of this episode. <laughs> you call yourself a chef? <laughs> No, I call myself a cook. Chefs ain't got tattoos. Yeah, and you missed that at the beginning. <laughs> Michael Ensign as Major Cass. Leo Lewis as Sergeant Barnstable. So those were the two British officers who brought gasoline to the 477th to get them to the next gas shipment. Kelly Nakahara as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Jeff Maxwell as Igor Straminsky, Roy Goldman as Corporal Roy Goldman, and Bill Snyder as another enlisted man. The production code was 1G06. Writers Elias Davis and David Pollock. Director Bert Metcalf, and this originally aired December 28th, 1981. So it, it was several days after Christmas. Ah! What? title was Towards the Day After Christmas, and ah, since this was December 28th, it was several so days that, ah, ah, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke, Sam, I don't care. <laughs> so, um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if this was your first episode, thank you. If you're returning uh, listener, thank you very much. If you're a new listener, you can catch up on all of our back episodes by heading over to iTunes or your favorite podcast application, including Stitcher Radio, searching for Whiskey and Mash, and all of our back episodes are there. Also, you can head over to our website, narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the podcast link, go to the Whiskey and Mash page. There you will find MP3s of all of our back episodes including this one eventually. Hello, future people. Uh, <laughs> and you can either stream them or download them from the website. Either way, also there on that web page, 
on that podcast page, we have links. One of them is a, a, a convenient mail uh, envelope icon that is available so that you can email us directly at the podcast. Uh, we haven't really had anybody uh, take advantage of that, but that's okay. And then the other link is to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash whiskey and mash. If you go over there, that's our webpage. I always post an update whenever we post a new episode. So you can like our page and then you'll get uh, Facebook notifications from the page whenever we post a new episode online. You can also message us over there and leave comments on what you think about the episode. We really appreciate people who like the episode descriptions that we leave and who leave us comments. Um, uh, since we're we're actually recording uh, a week ahead right now, which gives us a little breathing room, as I frantically try and get to our Facebook page on some device because my <sighs> computer won't do it. Door's uh, closed. <laughs> um, I know that, uh, once again, we had Brandon Young leave us uh, a comment on our... Hi, Brandon. <laughs> on one of our latest... Uh, recordings come on i want to get to our thank you this is not working and then we actually had a, a, another person leave us a message and i just i really wanted to get to our page so i could um thank him and from our game. by name oh that's yeah that's exactly it um goodness my my phone is not cooperating with me let's hold on please be patient as i um Try and get there by hand. Whiskey and mash. Lovely. Oh, I have no network. See, the door's closed, so I'm not <laughs> getting any signal back here, and I don't know why. Uh, if you if you hear a little noise, that's the 3D printer. I did stop it, but it's it's going. I'm make <laughs> I'm 3D printing a 3D scanner for my 3D printer. I believe that's going to help the, uh, the the robot revolution eventually, but I'm okay with this because I, I welcome our benevolent new overlords. <laughs> our robot yes, masters. Yes, this is who I'm living with. <laughs> Hi! How you doing? If you haven't figured out that I'm weird by now, that's kind yeah. of... You haven't been listening. Um, Gotta love it. Yeah. Well, you don't have much of a choice. <laughs> I'm just going in here. All right, this will work. Uh, Mark Plemons. Mark hi, Plemons. Mark. Hi. Uh, it was I don't from our mashed part two, so our our second part of the real play of uh of the mashed role play game. Uh, Mark Plemons left us a message and uh, thank you so much for um, creating that system, Mark, for us to use. Uh, he he was the creator of the mashed role-play game system it was so great and so detailed um I, i've actually learned i learned a lot by reading through the guide and i've referenced some of your material some of your historical um research here on the podcast so thank you so much uh for for doing that much research and putting that together for all of us to use out there and if if you do role-play games uh i highly encourage you to take a look at uh, Mark's work, Mashed, that's available at drivethroughrpg.com. Uh, drivethroughrpg.com and just search for M A S H E D, Mashed. It's, in, it's a part. First RPG, mm. and I'll tell you, it really put 
some stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not a like different... Like it was... Mm-hmm. No, it, it was... It's exactly what it should be right. based on MASH. And, I um, realize I cannot be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it's a really well-done system, and it's pretty easy to pick up. All you need are, are two normal six-sided dice, and it has everything else that you need. Um, very self-contained, pretty easy to pick up in my mind. I you made it easy because oh, you gave I, us all the stuff. So yeah. I did all the pre-work again. Yeah. And I sat back and took all credit. Thank you. That's but, my job. But yeah, th again, thank you, Mark, for listening to our podcast and, and leaving us a comment. We appreciate that. And thank you again for uh, taking the time to make that system. It's great. I would highly encourage everyone out, out there to uh, go out there and check it out. Then let us know how it went. Yeah, um, and you can do that over on, on our website through the email link or on our Facebook page. In the meantime, if you think that this podcast was worth supporting, we don't do Patreon or anything right now. We just we would ask you to share this podcast with a friend, a family member, or a co-worker. Share it on Facebook, uh, to Twitter, whatever. Help us grow our audience. That's really what we want. You know, We're not looking to, like, um, to, to supplant what we do for work through this. We just... Have we enjoy day. doing it. Right. So help us grow our audience. That, that would be great. Um, but in the meantime, I'm Chris. I'm Gloria. We'll see Bye. you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was weak. <laughs> well, neither of us have glasses back here this time, actually, so I don't... I, if you hadn't done it, I would have. Yeah. It's still glass. It, it, it is. This is kind of <laughs> cool. I wanted to play with it, so... Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, that's like, that's from the Bristol Renaissance Fair. Oh yes. Yeah, it's a okay. yeah, letter opener from down there, Peter. Cool. Yeah, that's the first thing I bought from the Red Fair. Next weekend. Next weekend, we're yeah, yeah that'll be fun. Not me. No, not you. I'm taking the day. Fair enough. <laughs> Have a good week. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye.